Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I, I'm so I'm I'm just coming off of a high of your last podcast. The last time we met, it was your inaugural podcast. So if you're just joining us for the very first time, go back and listen to Greg's inaugural podcast. It gives a lot of great information about his history and also a little bit about him personally, and it involves olives. So you're definitely going to hear that. Right, Greg? That's right. <laughs> that's the only clue we're going to give them. It, it involves olives, and they can just imagine what that's all about. You grew up in Italy, and no. Anywho, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about the name of your podcast, Your Financial Advocate. We talked a little bit about why you chose that and why that's so important to you. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about what that looks like, meaning I want to go from beginning to end, or not even end, but beginning to how you work with your clients from the very first start. So if somebody calls you or somebody makes an appointment or emails you, what does that look like from beginning to end? Can we talk about that today? Certainly. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Somebody hears this podcast or they, as you said on the first podcast, most of your clients come by referral because of the work that you've done, uh, which is the best way to get clients because obviously somebody's out there advocating for you. Somebody calls you up. What happens? Well, the first step is uh, they should be uh, answered by a very friendly member of my team uh, that will inquire a little bit about what's uh, their concern, uh, mm -hmm. what type of, uh, of the various services that we do offer, what is the thing that's driving them for that call. Uh, and if there is uh, a reason for us to have a further conversation at that point in time, then the next step would be uh, that my team uh, would schedule what's typically a 15-minute conversation with me. Uh, mm -hmm. to find out a little bit more directly uh, from them uh, what the concerns are, what the fears are, what the problem is that they're looking to solve. All right. So I'm going to ask you right off the bat, is there any cost or obligation with that call? Because I think that's a lot of people's concerns is, man, I don't want to call and engage somebody because A, I don't want to waste their time or B, they're going to expect something from me. It's a great question, and it's uh, doubly the concern of people that reach out to me because the fact that I am a practicing lawyer as well as a uh, financial ah, advisor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I did wrestle with that for years, uh, and at this point in my practice, uh, I have taken the position uh, that those initial conversations uh, are without any type of fee or obligation. Nice. Nice. All right. So that removes the stumbling block there. People should just be calling in. So I call in, I start talking to one of your team members and you spoke about your team on the first podcast. It's robust. Um, you've got a lot of people there that are supporting your business, that they themselves are supporting their own careers by learning from you and learning from other members on the team. Uh, and, and it looks like it's something that you and I are now are going to have a conversation with. So I get into this 15-minute phone call. I'm assuming right now it's definitely either a phone call or a Zoom meeting, correct? 
That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good old COVID. Yes. <laughs> Go away. It's, cha- <laughs> it's changed everything. Not not all of it for the bad. You know, yeah. I've, I have found out that uh, that as as uh, nice as my office is, as engaging of a personality as I can be in present, <laughs> um, that uh, a lot of people just don't want to uh, have that uh, that chore of driving across town. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's also given me uh, the freedom now to take my message you know, outside of just my geographical backyard. Uh, and so I now you know, work with people throughout the U.S. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, that was not a major push of what we were doing uh, pre-COVID. So uh, to a large extent, I'm going to thank COVID for this next phase of uh, the growth of my uh, ability to serve others. Yeah. And I'm going to thank COVID too, because now I'm going to frame this just slightly different. So you and I are going to have a meeting and I don't have to have pants on. So we're... (laughs) And just don't disclose to me if you are (laughs) sans pants, okay? (laughs) That's right. So we're on the phone. You have no idea whether I'm wearing pants or not. And we're going to start this conversation. What's your typical uh, start to it? What, What are you asking me? Well, typically, uh, you know, I'll have some uh, indication from my staff uh, what the concerns are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'll start out the, the conversation uh, with a little different approach than most people uh, will expect. Uh, you know, because when they talk to a financial advisor, um, you know, they're typically asked about the numbers and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we can... St- typically be, you know, into our second or third meeting, even before we get to those kind of conversations, uh, because that's uh, important, uh, but that's not the most important thing for most people. So our conversation is going to start with uh, me making it clear to you uh, that, again, there's no obligation for us to continue our conversation, but I just wanted to find out from you what concerns were driving you to pick up the phone and say, I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we'll start. All right. So let's talk about your typical client. Um, I, I, well, typical is a terrible word because I know that you work with a ton of different types of people. But if I'm calling up and I'm 10, 15 years from retirement, I've got a pretty okay nest egg, but obviously I need to do some serious work over the next maybe 10 to 15 years. Uh, and you're going to kind of point me in some right directions, I'm assuming. And, uh, and we want to engage in this process. What does that look like? So uh, during the course of that first conversation, uh, we will end that conversation with uh, a decision, a decision, whether or not uh, it makes sense uh, to you uh, for uh, you to engage in the process with me. Okay. Uh, and I'm also going to make a decision whether or not it makes sense for me to uh, go forward and, and have further conversation with you, uh, whether or not I think there's anything I can do to improve your situation. Uh, and so then we would just agree to go on to that next conversation together. Uh, and then that next conversation is where we will dig a little deeper into uh, your situation, your concerns. Um, and then uh, throughout the course of that meeting, uh, again, we'll decide whether or not there's another meeting. You know, at no point throughout um, my conversation uh, does 
Uh, I used to like to say that, you know, because we were in person, I used to like to say that at no point uh, during our conversation did the door close and this suddenly become a timeshare time conversation where mm-hmm. you're just you're trying to, how do I get the heck out of the door? <laughs> you know, at any point throughout the initial engagement, if either you or I decide hey, it just doesn't feel right, uh, then you know, we can agree to, to kind of call it quits and move on. Uh, but in the event that we do both decide at each of these uh, consecutive conversations to go deeper, then eventually we'll get to uh, a full understanding of those concerns that, that are driving you to the conversation uh, and the solutions that we may be able to bring. And perhaps at the end of those conversations, uh, I'll have earned the right to ask you to, to do business with me. All right. What does that look like? What do you, what do you mean by do business with you? Well, as we mentioned uh, during the last podcast, uh, when I created uh, DuPont Wealth Solutions, uh, my vision was to be able to provide the full menu uh, of tools that are available to improve one's financial situation, mm-hmm. uh, to provide those on from a foundation that was free of any institutional or product bias. And so ultimately what that means to do business with me is we've gone through this process together. Um, We have identified, defined, uh, and resolved uh, your problem that you have right now um, and have identified, you know, what may be problems down the road. And we have found solutions for those. Uh, and we're implementing whatever uh, solutions need to be implemented, whether that is through um, you know, restructuring what you've got or putting things in different buckets, as it were, uh, to be able to have that um, sense that you do have the control back over your life, at least from a financial perspective. Uh, and then we move on to you know, the ongoing relationship together after that. Gotcha. All right. And so now we're moving forward and I'm, I'm comfortable with what we've talked about and I see some possible solutions on the horizon and, and, you know, I, I can kind of envision where things are going and hopefully how they will end up. What does it look like to, to begin that process with you and how do you get paid? Payment is always a tricky thing, uh, especially where I came from in the, uh, in the uh, development of my business. Uh, when, again, people come to me as an attorney first, they expect to pay an hourly rate uh, or many of the things, services that I do, like estate planning, which we do for flat fees. Yeah, so you're expecting to, right. to pay something. Uh, and when I started financial advisory, uh, that was very common uh, to charge a fee for a plan or something like that. And there are still a number of advisors out there that uh, hold strong to the belief that um, by charging a fee for a plan uh, and not participating in any uh, commission for the products or anything like that uh, uh, is the best interest uh, of the client. And I'll just you know, leave them for their perspective on that. Uh, I'll just say that I had that perspective at one time and I was steadfast that I would charge, you know, thousands of dollars for plans to, to improve people's lives and uh, thousands of dollars to continue to monitor them. Uh, but I found over time that uh, that barrier 
was just too high for some people to get the guidance that they needed. Mm. Uh, so I have decided to plant my stake in the ground uh, with uh, not uh, charging any fee for planning services up front. Uh, we go through these series of conversations together, and I do take the risk that at the end of that, you decide not to do business with me. Uh, and that is a risk that sometimes does uh, bear out. Uh, but I do have uh, enough people that end up doing business with me uh, that uh, is makes it all work. Uh, because one of the things with this industry is uh, it's standard uh, that if there are insurance products involved, then there is a commission that gets paid by the insurance company. It is standard that uh, if uh, you are managing somebody's money, uh, that there are fees that are paid based upon that. So through those two potential avenues of payment in the tail end of things, um, I am more than adequately compensated for my time. And, and I want to clarify uh, something that you said. You said fees for managing people's monies. Now, normally, if I'm not mistaken, that's a percentage, correct? That is correct. So in, in my mind, the better I do as a client, the better you do. Uh, that is the, uh, the belief and the understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, and honestly, I think that I would like more industries to go that way. I would gladly, honestly, Greg, I'll be quite honest. I would gladly pay an ongoing small price. If, you know, the longer my car ran correctly, the more successful my mechanic became. <laughs> right? That's right. I, I don't want to have to redo things all the time and repair things all the time. So by you setting them up and having all those initial conversations, having all that time to set them on a path that's going to make them more successful, you become more successful by the, the higher success that your clients have. And I think that's a beautiful relationship. You know, I, for a large part, I, I completely agree with that, um, uh, that you want your advisor to have some skin in the game. But uh, that does have an unfortunate uh, side impact uh, that can happen. Um, you know, the advisor uh, starts to think of your money as his money. Really? Okay. Uh, and, you know, think about, um, you know, if you've got, you know, a million dollars with your advisor is charging you 1% a mm-hmm. year on that. You know, so you are a very nice, healthy annuity to him. He's going to continue getting that fee. He's going to continue to get your, you know, he's going to do better if you do better. So if your million goes to two million, then he's going to get the fee on the two million. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the right thing for you. Um, you know, you may be uh, scared to, out of your wits about what the future may bring for your money and you're more worried about if your million becomes 500,000 mm-hmm. uh, and you know, there are tools out here in the financial industry that can protect you from your million becoming 500,000 but your advisor kind of has a vested interest in keeping your million there right mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and the only tools that are at their disposal are, you know, are some tools that try to manage that risk in the market, but they can't give you any guarantee. 
And so it, it is a, a balancing act uh, between uh, finding out, you know, one, you want to make sure that your advisor does have some skin in the game, but, you know, whether or not their best interest and your best interest are really aligned uh, at that point in time. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's part of your initial conversations, you know, when you, when you get into the second, third, fourth, or when you decide to start working together, you're able to alleviate those concerns and fears of, of the, the prospects sitting across the desk from you. You know, I'd say 90% of the people that I work with uh, had an existing advisory relationship when mm-hmm. we started talking. And, you know, the time had come for them to change paths. Yeah. You know, the, the horse that got you there uh, may not be the one that you need going forward. A second set of eyes that doesn't have some vested interest in the status quo uh, may be necessary uh, to give you the peace uh, and security that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to use analogies, Greg. It just, this, that's how my brain works. And I'm going right back to the mechanic analogy. When I was young and broke, it was me and a couple buddies fixing my car, <laughs> right? Yeah. And one of my buddies knew a little bit about carburetors. One of my buddies knew a little bit about the electrical system, and, and I knew uh, quite a bit of the rest but it was still us trying to just kind of plot our way through it. And self-disclosure here, when I was young uh, in my financial life, I found a financial advisor that one of my friends had recommended. I'll just call him Ed. You know, he's down the street. Uh, I think everybody knows an Ed down the street. And uh, that was kind of like one of my buddies who had very limited knowledge of all the mechanics of my financial future or the, the different tools and resources that they could use. And uh, it, it, there was a time when I had to graduate to an advisor that had more tools in their tool belt that could really tune up and understand my financial situation and what my goals, hopes, and dreams were compared to just the standard you know, financial engine block they normally look at. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I would uh, add to that list because it's not the goals, hopes, and dreams uh, that really drive people. Uh, it's... Uh, the fear of losing those mm. goals, hopes, mm-hmm. and dreams, uh, and the whole industry uh, tends to, you know, you know, play up uh, the good side uh, to kind of cover up the very real downside uh, of the modern approach to saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and through our conversations, I just want to mention uh, to the audience one thing that Greg and I have talked about off air before is the fact that the media does everyone, including financial services and you, a huge disservice because the media is truly selling advertising space. So they're using shock and awe, clickbait, all that garbage that we're so tired of uh, to get viewers, to get uh, people eyes on screen so they can sell advertising space. And Greg, I know that's one of the reasons you wanted to create this podcast was to kind of cut through all the garbage and just bring good, solid information, education to the listening audience. So I just want to point that out to them because they're not privy to all the conversations we have off air. Uh, but uh, I just want to give them a glimpse into that. All right. Now we, now we can get back on track. Uh, so now I'm a client. I'm excited. I, I've got some of my fears are, are relieved. And I know there's always a possibility of a black swan event like a COVID or a 2008, 2009. But I know that you have my best interest in mind. You've, you know, you're a CFP, which we talked about on the first podcast. 
which is an incredibly robust and difficult designation to get. And now we're working together. What does that look like? How often are we sitting down having a martini talking about things? How often are we um, reviewing what I've got and what you want to do? The short answer is that it depends upon what your concerns are and what you want that to look like. I mean, mm-hmm. I have clients that their preference is to uh, sit down only when needed, as defined in the matter of months and or years. Mm-hmm. And I have clients that you know need it every other month. Uh, so it really does depend upon your situation, where your status is, because uh, you're going through those transitions. Um, you know, the, the starting point is if you're a client of ours, you are going to receive regular communications from us. So I'm kind of old school. Uh, you'll, uh, every month, uh, you'll receive a print uh, newsletter from our office that kind of advises you of things mm-hmm. that are going on and uh, things that are going on in my head at that time because uh, I do find that to be one of the blessings of having editorial license. It gives me uh, a bit of a bully pulpit that way. There you go. Uh, and uh, from there, you know, you will receive uh, regular uh, conversation calls from our office just to check in to make sure that uh, there are no changes uh, in your life because I have learned over the years that life does happen. It can get in the way of many a good plan. And so we might have to adjust things at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So we are very proactive about that type of our uh, communication with our clients. And, you know, we will have an annual uh, scheduled meeting, uh, if not more, as I mentioned, uh, to touch base and make sure that everything is going the way that you want to be uh, seeing your future evolve. Uh, And many of the plans that we do put in place are, you know, tax management mitigation type of plans. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we will, you know, be making, you know, decisions each year on what type of, uh, you know, alterations we need to make in that plan, what adjustments and those type of things going forward. So uh, in a nutshell, you're going to kind of become a member of the family. Uh, We're going to hopefully you'll feel like you're being treated that way. And we are going to uh, guide you uh, down that path. All right. You said something there that really sparked a question in me. Uh, And I know that as an advisor and, and a financial professional that you really like communication with your clients. Now, you said that I would receive periodic phone calls, kind of see what's going on in my life. But what kind of events do you want your clients reaching out and, and calling you about? So in other words, um, let, let's say my daughter's going to get married and I'm, I need to, I want to be able to gift her with, you know, $50,000 for her wedding, um, which by the way, if my daughter's listening to this, this is not going to happen. Okay. I'm just not, not going to happen. Elope, darling. I love you, but elope. Anyway, uh, just kidding. Her mother would kill me if I said that. Okay. Uh, back on track, but you know, maybe, uh, there's an inheritance possibility coming up or, or whatever. What kind of events do you want them calling you to let you know? So it, maybe it'll affect the planning. Well, obviously those major life changes, like you talked about, are, are times when uh, you should just touch base with us if we have not been able to communicate, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, things like, uh, do have that, um, uh, wedding that we need to deal with. Uh, you know, I got a client the other day that reached out to me cause his child wanted to have him sign on a mortgage, uh, and mm. wanted to do the ramifications on that. Uh, and the broader answer is, when you feel you need to have somebody talk to about anything, really, uh, you know, 
I do take pride in the fact that um, we are there for you and uh, we have varied uh, and broad experience uh, to draw upon uh, to guide you. Um, and it's not just a matters of finance. You know, if, if you've got uh, a change in your employment, well, if you need a sounding board on, you know, how do we go forward on that? Well, we're here for you. Um, if you are dealing with um, some of the stressors of uh, raising kids or, or, or more appropriately dealing with elderly parents, mm. um, you know, we've, we've fought those fights. We know uh, some of the tools that are out there to help you with that. So, you know, we are guides uh, through the sea of life. <laughs> uh, and um, anytime something comes up and you don't really feel you got the answer to it, uh, then give us a reach. And it's part of what I learned in the law practice is, you know, if we don't know the answer, uh, we know who has the answer mm -hmm. and we can help you get to that. And we do know a lot of answers. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Well, <laughs> well Greg, we're, we're running out of time today. And I, I've saved the most important question for last because, I mean, it really stems off of when your client should be reaching out. Uh, I knew that I liked you before I ever met you because I saw your logo. And you've got a boat in your logo. So can I call you and ask you to call my wife and tell her that we need a boat? <laughs> Come on, Greg. <laughs> Come on, brother. You know, I I I I, I would hate to uh, <laughs> lose an opportunity to help you do that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that that boat logo is um is something that uh, I came up with uh, years ago, uh, and the reason I have adopted that logo is um uh, I was I take a lot of cruises uh, mm. and the whole harbor pilot coming in and off the boat thing fascinates me. Uh, and, um, my daughter asked me, you know, dad, why, what, why do you, why do you like that so much? What's, what's in that? And, um, I reflected upon that, uh, and it occurred to me that that is, uh, the role that I play, uh, for my clients. I'm kind mm. of that harbor pilot that, you know, you may have been out in those waters accumulating money, uh, and live in your life. And now it's time to move into the harbor. Uh, and that's my role to help you transition through those waters into mm. that next place. Uh, and so that boat, uh, is a, uh, is a, uh, harbor boat. Uh, and, uh, I act as a harbor pilot. Well, I did not expect that answer, but that's beautiful. And I, you're absolutely right. I, I didn't even notice the design of the boat. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Greg, that's, that's fantastic. Again, I know we're short on time. Any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Um, you wouldn't want to go fishing on a harbor boat. True. <laughs> I can fish from any boat, Greg. Don't challenge me like that. <laughs> All right. And then well, I guess that wasn't my last question. My, my last question is this. Somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, you know what? I do have an advisor, but it may be time to graduate to an advisor that has more tools in their tool belt. Or I haven't engaged an advisor yet because I'm just not sure if I'm the type of client that they're going to want. How do they reach out to you to, to get that answer? 
Well, Eric, uh, we do have quite a robust presence on LinkedIn, Facebook, and those places. Uh, our website is uh, www.dupontwealth.com, uh, and there's a function there that you can click to say hi to us and schedule, get the get the uh, conversation started. Uh, you can reach out to me directly, uh, greg at dupontwealth.com, uh, and uh, you can pick up the phone. Uh, dial 614-408-0004, and that'll get you to the office, and then uh, we will get a conversation started. Fantastic. And for those that are listening to this, whether it's on a computer or iPhone or, or any phone for that matter, uh, whatever service you're using to listen to this podcast, there should be some show notes there. And if you click on those show notes, there will be a link to the website in those show notes so that you can just click that and go right to the website and check that out as well. We try to make it as easy as possible. And uh, I, I hope that you do reach out and speak to Greg and his team. They're fantastic people. You've only met Greg so far, but I know in future podcasts, he's going to bring on a couple of team members, introduce them around and, and uh, so you can get to know the entire family. Uh, again, Greg, thank you so much for your time today, brother. Thank you, Eric. Look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. And the last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.